You're listening to 1001 Album Club, where each episode we discuss a different album from Robert Demery's book, 1001 Albums You Must Hear Before You Die. episode we're talking about steve winwood arc of a diver on the line i have rob traffic sucks kyle get out of here <laughs> ben yeah i'm here and kyle you guys they don't even like traffic <laughs> yeah right arc of a diver is the second solo studio album by singer and multi-instrumentalist steve winwood released on the 31st of december 1980 on the island record label the producer was steve winwood and i'm gonna read from the book michael heatley After kicking his 1960s and 70s band traffic to the curb, Steve Winwood had floated around guesting with other amazing artists and label mates before cutting an excellent, though totally ignored, eponymous solo album. The final track, Midland Maniac, was entirely self-created and pointed the way to the one-man follow-up. The recordings were overdubbed onto a click track, Drums Last, his Lyricist of choice was no longer Jim Capetti, a writing collaborator from Traffic Days who had now emerged in Brazil, but Will Jennings, an American he had contacted via Van Morrison. George Fleming, nephew of novelist Ian, who was a hunting pal of Winwood's and never written lyrics before, also penned some material. His second effort, Dust, a ballad like all Winwood's closing tracks, was particularly splendid, contrasting with the chauvinist sentiments of second-hand woman. If Ark of a Diver has a fault, it is down to the fact that the album created by individuals alone can tend to be a little sterile. Though certainly given the 1970s technology at his disposal, Winwood did an admirable job in his own studios. That said, the audience he sought to reach was not traffic fans who loved the band's organic feel, but music lovers of the new decade and the album's U.S. top three chart success suggests that he succeeded. All right, what do we think of Steve Winwood, Arc of a Diver? Oh, yeah, this is my jam. <laughs> this is not my jam. Love it. Uh, I do not like this. I am. Love this shit. Yeah, I'm with you, Ben. <laughs> not into this whatsoever. <laughs> also, get, somebody explain why Steve Winwood, Peter Gabriel... What they all sound the same? They, they sound exact. Sa- they're the same person. They're the exact same voice. Like all these eighty singers have the same cadence to their voice. What is it? No, <laughs> it was idea. the fashion at the time. I guess. Something in that British water. <laughs> Where we wearing an onion on your belt? Phil Collins too. They all have yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but it, 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 you're not wrong. Richard Marks. <laughs> I th- I'm slowly realizing that my whole life, when I think of 
just cheesy ass eighties music. It's Steve Winwood that plays in my head. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, higher love back in the high life again. Uh, when you see a chance, which sounds like it could have been a montage on family matters. Yeah. <laughs> you say that like it's a bad thing. I do say that like it's a bad thing. <laughs> I listened to this on a Saturday in headphones while I was doing some chores and it definitely felt like it was in a montage. Some 80s montage, whatever I was doing, doing oh, the dishes. <laughs> and I love synthesizers, but the sounds that old Stevie has has discovered ah, and developed, get, get, I you, do not take, like take these that sounds. Out of your mouth, sir, you are. Oh, the, oh, the very first sound, the very first synth sound you hear on this album, just like that. Like yeah, on, fucking rules. It does not. <laughs> it's a, it's a, I, I'm pretty sure that he's doing that with a breath controller. <laughs> like, oh God! <laughs> to, to make it even cooler. <laughs> I hope so. He spent he spent three years making this fucker. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, Steve Winwood. I I came to this record and I listened to the uh, the two singles. Um, while you see a chance, and uh, which I had heard before, Night Train, banger. Mm. banger eight minute banger and then I, I was so hyped to listen to the rest of the record and oh boy who did you say wrote these lyrics birch like his chiropractor or something like, these <laughs> are the most there's nothing to hold on to here there's super vanilla lyrics uh, which otherwise would be fine i mean the arrangements are fine rob i see you know there's some interesting you know old synth stuff here but Lordy, but Gordy, it's so. Is this yacht rock? I mean, is this yacht rock? Uh, not my yacht. Better. Let's just say Christopher Cross is definitely uh, who I think of when I think of like the most bland, tame, cheesy '80s, you know, boring music. Um, and this, this is a step above that. I will give it a little uh, bit of credit. <laughs> That's it's definitely, it's in the same vein as Yacht Rock, Kyle. Definitely. Yes. I w- I'll say by the time I got to a slow down sundown, it, it, the song's title sounded like a, a command. Like, it's just kind of <laughs> <laughs> slowing down and sunning down a little bit. There are so many Winwoods on that song. They all start coming in, like all these different harmonies. And it just, it was, I just wrote down a whole lot of Winwoods. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I, I, I kind of like the synths on a uh, Spanish dancer. That was yeah. Spanish I, dance. The yeah. side two is great, man. I, they're, yeah. they're not a bad, bad track on it. Honestly, Dust is okay. Dance. Dust is a great song. Get out of here. Dust is pretty good. Um, secondhand woman's the only one that I had an issue with. And yeah, I, I get the complaints that like, it's a little, it's a little too in time. Like there's no, there's no real swing to it because he is just, singing to himself and playing to himself into the click so like it it, it doesn't have the uh i don't know the the, the feel of like a, a full band but i mean you know you know secondhand woman sucks except for that fucking opening is so good and this fucking beautiful disco beat that's entered our brains and that fucking butt on that bass is so big <laughs> yeah let's talk about this secondhand woman that we're that we got in our camp right now. It's, it's real bad, man. It's the thing that bothers me. I mean, the most, uh, whatever lyrics. Yeah. We all know it's, it's dumb, <laughs> but 
it is so it's a such a sterile disco. I think that is what I realized listening to this album versus the Chic albums. The Chic albums, oh. it's like a natural guitar. You know, there's, you yeah, got the guitar, yeah. you got the drums, you got you know everyone live performing. They're just such excellent musicians that it sounds like a like right in time. Whereas this feels so sterile and just bland to me, to my ears, that I, I just can't get over. Have you tried turning it up louder, though? <laughs> oh, because <laughs> that helped me a little bit. I don't know, guys. Yeah, yeah. The, 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 I've got the I've got the record right here. It's been just screaming this entire time. This beautifully water damaged version of the record I picked up for two dollars and fifty cents. How's uh, um, how's Sheila feeling about that? She's been at work the entire time. So, <laughs> do you do you take it off like when you that? hear her like coming home? <laughs> like, this is a record <laughs> scratch. Yes. Oh shit! I'm I'm the the wood. <laughs> no, I, I, she would indulge me once or twice with this, but after that, it would be come on, man, come on. Chris Blackwell um, considers Steam Woodenwood the cornerstone of Island Records. Oh. He uh, yeah, why not? He signed well. He signed Winwood with the Spencer Davis Group back in '64. So yeah, Steve Winwood has been his show pony. Is maybe not show pony, but uh, man, what a what a musical arc Steve Winwood's had, and he's and he, he we're only at 1980 now. He's still doing stuff. Yeah, he's had a huge career by yeah. 1980. Yeah, yeah, I mean by he. When uh, higher, well, like when the next record's the one that hit, like made him a superstar. Um, with the higher love. Oh, back in the high life again. And uh, he was thirty-seven <laughs> when that shit came out. They were just dressing him up <laughs> and making him do all these music <laughs> videos. And he's like, "I'm just tired, but I guess if I get, you know, if we get some like, if if it helps me make my music, I guess I'll do this." And <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know, guys. Like I. Kyle, you you know I'm I like re- remember uh, my buddy Nate Brown who uh, I, I you know I, I thought you were gonna bring this up bro yeah like that yeah. this is like right in that like it, it it's it's a soft spot for me just one yeah. dude doing everything and like you know trying to put on a really good show uh, did you guys uh, by chance look at the music video for while you see a chance no I didn't no yes. should I. People in like black suits laid on the ground climbing on pyramids. If if that's your yeah. thing, then yeah, you should definitely see it. How did you know I, that was my thing? It's awesome. Yeah, I, I definitely watched the eight minute video for Night Train, and it was exquisite. <laughs> that song, big standout. Um, I, I really wish I didn't listen to it first. I wish it was like a, a nice little surprise towards the end. I um, did kind of like that song. I thought it was okay. Uh, it definitely the beginning. The beginning mm-hmm, is mm-hmm. really strong. Um, did anybody else get like late night Skinamax Playboy? <laughs> oh, um, yeah, b- bikini special, whatever cable show, uh, vibes when they when they heard a uh, night train? Yes, oh, yeah, no, it's yes. like <laughs> that's what this music is for. <laughs> it is, I'm gonna put it on just so you can, uh, all right, yeah, you can hear this, but it's just, it feels like the music when you when you don't have rights to real songs <laughs> <laughs> and you just, there's like placeholder music. Oh yeah. When they put something on Netflix and they don't have the rights to that song from 1980. 
So they yeah, have. yeah, but guess what? Fucking Steve Woodwood came up with that. <laughs> I know. I like, know. <laughs> I'm not trying to. Dis- he, he, he's the one. He he's okay. the congratulations. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Congratulations, indeed. <laughs> oh, I I I shared it on the feed, but my favorite quote from Steve Woodwood after watching that hour-long BBC Four documentary on him was, uh, "Punk rock was emerging, and it was." Directed right at the likes of me. So he's not oblivious. And in doing that, that's when he came out with Ark of a Diver. Like that. That's like after the failure of his 1977 like first like solo record. This is this is what came at. This is him going. Oh no, punk's coming after me. I better do something different. And fuck, I better. Yeah. Hell yeah, he did something different. This is like a sleepy Holland Oats. Yeah, there you go. This is really this is the music that that plays it in, 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 like in, in a in a skin flick. Yeah, it's a deflated Michael McDonald. I, I've been just rocking this record more than any of the other ones that we've been covering this week. Like it, I've, I've, were you were you poolside? No, I've just been driving around having a good time. <laughs> You know, when I first heard like the Spencer Davis group hits on the radio growing up, like I'm a man and oh, yeah. uh, and give me some loving. Mm-hmm. I I oh. just assumed they were like, uh, like, a you know, a black band from the States because they, they had that like kind of stacks like vibe to them. I would never make that mistake with this era of Steve Winwood. He'd been on a musical journey. I was also confused because he's because it was called the Spencer Davis group, but like really it's the Steve Winwood group, but Steve Winwood was smart and he knew if you let someone else have the name of the band, he would be able to not be bothered by interviewers. That is pretty smart. It, it was an intentional move on his part. I, f- I forget what Spencer Davis played, but like Steve Winwood was like, Hey, you want to have the group name? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. Mutt Winwood is his brother. Yeah. Yeah. And um, was also, like, he was also in the group. Yep. So yeah, Spencer Davis would have to do inter- interviews and Steve and Mutt would go out for a pint. Yeah. I thought it was really strange too, at this point that he, you know, he was really famous, but he just, he wasn't that relevant. People, well, he, you know, uh, Traffic was done and he had, yeah, he had sort of just been doing one-off gigs um, with other artists. So he wasn't really in the public consciousness and he actually um, went back and, you know, just, just worked uh, for, for a couple of years and he just stayed out of the public eye. It's, it's really strange that he, you know, came back, came back strong. Obviously the, the self-titled, 
didn't uh, didn't hit as hard as this, but no. After the self title, he just kind of uh, he he had like a farmhouse in Gloucestershire, I think, yeah. and uh, just went on walks with his dogs and like you know enjoyed the land. And no one who lived around him knew that who the hell Steve Winwood was. So it was just like a a, a nice little break for him, like to just get out of all that shit get his shit together um has anyone listened to that first uh solo album like, mu- like I have not st- no. stylistically like what's he going for i, I don't know I have not mm-hmm. i listened to his little steve winwood is i i can't get away with right now growing up when we did i uh, uh, absorbed so many steve winwood songs through osmosis mm-hmm Especially, yeah. I'm assuming we will cover Back in the High Life again because we will that not. album. We will not. Nope. This is the only Steven movie we get. Okay. I'm That's not. Sad. I'm not upset to hear that news, but I would not have been surprised had we been covering that one, just because I think that's the one that I've. I don't know how many songs on that album were hits, but I know the ones that were are just forever burnt into my my ears from just riding the school bus. Yeah. Like I. Your voice is getting really high, Rob. (laughs) I know, I know. That means you love the shredding Eric Clapton esque guitar solo going on right now. Steve Winwood, Steve Winwood esque. Yeah, I do like this guitar solo. (laughs) It sounds uh, David Gilmore esque, if you ask me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know what? I've never said that about an Eric Clapton guitar solo. Get that shit out of your mouth, Birch. (laughs) Jesus. Uh, his guitar on that Roger Waters solo record is really good, though. Wow. Uh, Sir Eric, Eric Clapton. Clapton, pros and cons of hitchhiking. Sir? His guitar playing is exquisite. All right. I said it. Is it tasty? So tasty. Mm, okay. Interesting. I just don't know. I can't say no to it. <laughs> <laughs> you also love Peter Gabriel, right? Like you're you're big I into Genesis. Phil, I, 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 I love Phil Collins. Collins. Yeah, okay. I, I love those Peter Gabriel. I love solo Phil Collins. I love solo Peter Gabriel. And yeah, I mean this this falls into that Night Train specifically. Like feels a, it's a little more loosey goosey. It actually feels like it, it's not as like uh, I don't know tight, not tight, uh, stiff. It's not it's not as stiff as the other ones. Uh, Night Train actually kind of has a little bit of a little swagger to it that <laughs> a little swagger yeah yeah Would it you... feels a little more rock and roll and maybe that's why i like it more it doesn't feel like it's anti-rock <laughs> do you do you think this record is for for people who find like peter gabriel uh or, or phil collins too edgy <laughs> get out of here kyle <laughs> no no kyle I, I, I was about to i was about to approach a similar topic so uh thank you for bringing that up i do <laughs> i do because you know we drew the uh, the parallels between like the vocal stylings of uh, Little Stevie and and the others, and I do get that. But musically, stylistically, I don't. This doesn't. It, it doesn't ring the same parts of my ears as like a Peter Gabriel record. Because Peter Gabriel is a weirdo. Peter Peter Gabriel's the type of guy that'll tell his drummer like, "Hey, don't play the snare drum ever." <laughs> you know. Uh, and and they're both making pop music and they're both coming from, I don't know, like a similar area and a similar time. I'm sure they're peers. 
but the Peter Gabriel stuff is like art pop and the Steve Winwood stuff is like schlock pop to me. Mm-hmm. Kyle, this is the song that I was talking about the last album. The uh, the o- o- Oingo Boingo. This is not the first time you had oh. to get away. Yeah, stay. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, people who are listening to this. This is Dust, right? Yeah, Dust later. is good. Yeah. Dust is okay. I thought Dust was a good outro. Um, I thought so, too. What is it with bands that name uh, the album after, like, a kind of mediocre song on the record. <laughs> That's such an odd thing to do. I thought it was, uh, it was pretty fitting. I mean, it kind of. That's, is that it a like subtle hint that you should be on a yacht while you listen to it? I think that <laughs> that song represents what Steve Winwood is trying to do on this album, though. I will say it doesn't have um, all those other songs have slightly different ideas. Um of how they're composed and presented. Whereas Ark of a Diver is very much like the direction Steve Winwood would later take too. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Cool album art, by the way. Yeah. Um, I do like that. Inspired. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was a Matisse at first, but uh, Matisse inspired. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know. This, the Spanish dancer just, I just got to say no. (laughs) <laughs> I think that Steve Winwood is so talented and he's obviously a good songsmith. I wish he had a little bit of weirdo in him. I think that's yeah, what exactly. it's missing that's for me. Missing. Yeah. I I want him to I want I want him to be a weirdo. But he is but a he, weirdo. He's like, I don't think so. I think tra- he's like traffic, boring. Traffic was a fucking weirdo band. Like he's a giant weirdo, but this was him taking the reins of his own shit. Like He's sanding you know, those edges off. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I, I wouldn't. I, I would never call Steve Winwood a square. Um, uh, well, he's a musician, but, but, so that's our. Uh, you could say that. But it, it, I, you know, David Bowie's a weirdo. Brian Eno's a weirdo. Peter Gabriel's a weirdo. Steve Winwood, not a weirdo. Have Steve Winwood. Been... Steve Winwood's not going to come out. You know, at, at one of his shows, dressed as a frog covered in seaweed. You know, <laughs> I mean, have any of it's have any of those bands, people and bands that you just met or just the the like, s- yeah, Eno's solo ambient work is are, is a fucking straight up masterpiece. Fine. But like, mm-hmm. a- have any of those people tried to just record everything and do everything themselves? Like, because I mean, th- it's a different thing. Like him with a band, you could you know the difference. Are you going to give uh, Paul McCartney that same concession? Ooh. I would I would say this is a thousand times better than what fucking McCartney did with that first record. Like, hands down, this is a th- th- this is leaps and bounds above that. It's fucking ten, bowl it's, of it's ten years later, ten years more technology. It's also a dude who was playing in bands when the Beatles first started. Like, oh, they're they're peers. Yeah, for sure. I mean, this is no Todd Salons in Boston. Oh yeah, Boston. Okay. I'm just here's here's my I my thing is I think you're on to something Kyle that the, the reason I I think I don't like it is because it it is very much a musician's concept of of uh of creating music. It's sort of that it's sort of like when you uh 
when you see music students who are very proficient at their instruments and they're playing in a rock and roll band, it can be a bit tame because it doesn't have the elements that, that, that you're looking for. It has the precision down so well, but there's something there. There's a little bit of, for me, there's a little bit of an X factor that is. Yeah, exactly. That, that, that is indescribable. Um, in that, you know, some sort of muse or something that just doesn't get translated. And that's, I think that's just across, that's across for, for different artists like this. And maybe, maybe it's just like, not for me, just not my style of music. I mean, I don't, I don't really like a lot of, um, what we would consider, you know, yacht rock and, uh, boat rock. I'm not a huge Hall and Oates fan. I know a lot of people... A lot of you are. Well, luckily for you, we will not be covering any hollow notes in this horrible book. There's, there's has no hollow notes in this book. That's, no, that's why. Well, one's really not, that's weird. Which edition? It's upsetting. Which edition? Uh, 2006. <clears throat> oh, okay. first edition. This is maybe it's the contrarian in me that really likes this, but I think, I think that I, I think I legitimately enjoy this music. Like, I think you do too. I've been hearing I've been hearing you talk about it all week, and <laughs> I, I I think that you you're really into it, and I think that's awesome. Uh, you I know, think while you see a chance is a fucking beautiful song, and yeah, so maybe the maybe the keyboard sound isn't exactly what you want, but like <laughs> if if you it reminds me so much of like uh, that third Daft Punk record, where like the uh, the guitars just like play in the uh, the vocal line. Yeah, discovery. I don't know. Or, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Anybody else want to talk about James? Our our dear friend James. Sorry. You know, James. There was a couple times um, where I came to. Louisville to hang out and he just would not shut up about Steve Winwood. There was <laughs> something going on at some bar where like a bunch of side people funds. would get side and funds. I guess they would get excited and dance to a uh, higher love. And for some reason the, it would, the, the DJ would James out of love. his mind. <laughs> yeah. And he he spoke about it. I, yeah. Yep. He had fire tables. in his eyes when he was just, Steve casually talking about it. <laughs> Flipping tables. I still As can... a child, I always thought the chorus was Bake Me a Pile of Love. Really? Bake me a pile of love. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. There must be a pile of love. <laughs> a pile of love is waiting for you. <laughs> yeah, the the only only thing I would I would add to this, and it's a total non sequitur and has nothing to do with this record, but um, Check out Nathan Brown is a uh, 
as a recording artist and his uh, day job, which is uh, Dead Media Tapes, where he produces eight track recordings for whomever wants it. Uh, Ghost put out a bunch of limited edition stuff with that. It's fucking cool. I'm going to I'm going to piggyback on that, Rob. Nate Brown. Yeah, Nathan. Yeah, he did. What a fool believes he did. Yeah, that's that's why I mentioned that. Yeah, that was one of the songs he did. And also, you made him stay uh, at our old house. I sure did. In the dead of winter, when our gas was shut off, and you didn't stay there. Nope. (laughs) And I think he stayed there with his pregnant wife. He did. (laughs) (laughs) They have uh, they have four children now. They live in Denton, Texas. They're doing great. So, not a big deal. <laughs> Despite the running with us, <laughs> there was a sure you can stay at my place. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what happened. No, there was, there was a down comforter on on the bed and a bunch of blankets. They were fine. It was fine. I felt Kyle, bad that night, man. Kyle, were you still staying there? Were you sleeping on the fucking like air mattress in between those two things? Uh, I think that night I stayed at uh, Melissa's apartment because I was not staying there. <laughs> Oh, God. Because it was too cold, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> uh, better than sleeping in the van, I'm just saying. Wow. This uh, this album did very well, if you yeah. can oh, believe it. Yeah. 22 in the it. U.S. Uh, failed to chart elsewhere, but, you know, top 10 Did, hit. Didn't chart in the U.K.? Nope. No, that's what's wild. Like as UK centric as this book is, like this guy snuck in there because it was a huge fucking hit in the states. That's right. Steve well, he's Lewin. British. Sure, uh, shit is. Yeah. What do we think? What do we think, Ben? I fucking love it. Oh, I would Robert. recommend this to everyone all the time. Total positive. Okay. And uh, don't listen. I'm going to do these, a push. Uh, do not listen to these busters about talk. I think that um, this is some kind of elaborate ruse by Rob. I don't really think he likes this album, but he's digging in his heels. He's um, the, singles, <laughs> the singles are great. Spanish dancer is pretty good. Dust is okay. Uh, I can't. I can't really give this a recommend. Um, I can't. Um, Night train's cool. <laughs> Negative. Yeah. Negative. Neutral. Positive. That's what we do here, Kyle. You just <sighs> save one of those. Neutral. Neutral, okay. Ah. I can't get on board with this album. I recognize and respect the level of talent and skill and craftsmanship that Steve Winwood put into it. But I would ne- I would not recommend this to anyone, except if someone's like, hey, man, I need a really goofy song for this uh, really stupid montage in my movie. I'd be like, oh, well, have you listened to Ark of a Diver? Because there's like seven of them. Uh, uh, I I can't even go to neutral. I'll never listen to this again. Uh, (laughs) Until you come over to my house for a barbecue, motherfucker. (laughs) Then you're going to be listening to it all the goddamn time, you son of a bitch. As long as this body draws breath, I will never listen to this again. (laughs) Uh, Same. I'll just say the same thing that Ben said. I Something about this kind of music, uh, Steve... Winwood, I I don't like to pick on him because I know it's, you know, it is of the time. It did become a staple of uncoolness in the 80s for sure um, for our generation. So I I try to put it in perspective, but this is everything 
when I think about the rock and rollers, when I think of, you know, Motorhead and, and, uh, people doing like r- the stuff I'm into rock and roll, this is, this is the opposite. You're, you're right. When he said, you know, the punks were aiming at me, I'm into punk rock. So <laughs> this is on the other spectrum. This is on the other side of the equation. So if, if I'm really into this type of music, you know, there has to be an opposite and this fe- does feel like the opposite. And the to, punks to, some degree. It, to, to give, just a little perspective to to his thing is the the punks were aiming at traffic like his his 70s work is like was being attacked by the punks and so steve winwood transformed into this beautiful swan that is so, uh ark what of you're a saying diver. is after ark of a diver the punks were like oh oh no he's cool <laughs> <laughs> Well, it, it was the 1980s, so by doing this record, it was like he painted himself in those pastels so he could just like stand up against the wall and no one would notice that Steve Winwood was yeah. there. I didn't think it would get... Uh, I don't know if it's worse than Traffic. I'm not. I hate Traffic. I just. Oh, I would rather listen it's, to this than Traffic. It's way better than Traffic, man. I, I prefer this to Traffic. Yeah, which you might be right. to show how much I disliked Traffic. Yeah. Is it Blind Faith? Was that the uh, other Blind one? Blind Faith is good. He, he was in Blind Faith. Yeah. Uh, Spencer mm-hmm. Davis Group, Traffic, Blind Faith, uh, Ginger Baker's, uh, I forget what he called his band after Blind Faith. He was in that. He was Magic in. Band? It, it was something, some, something dumb and hippie. Uh, he was in Joe Cocker's group. And then, dude, this dude's list of session work. Oh, huge. I, it, it, it looks like he was working every day. <laughs> from like 1964 until current. Yeah. He just, he wakes up and he lays down tracks. Yeah. Total professional. Uh, all right. Next time we'll be talking about pretenders. Pretenders. All right. Thanks, y'all. Okay. For the real-